We are stoned and that's okay. So why don't you just stay? Sit back and listen. You don't know what you're missing. It's talking stone while getting sports. Welcome, fellow humans. You are listening to Talking Stone while getting sports. This is episode, I think at this point, 103. Last episode we established we can't count or whatever the fuck's going on. I don't know. (laughs) But what I do know is I'm Morgan. That little giggle is Austin. And how the fuck is it going, buddy? Yeah, uh, it's going pretty good. Some beautiful weather. Uh, we went for a walk slash hike in a canyon nearby, which was really good. But also it was uh, a brutal reminder of how out of shape I am and how in shape I need to be to do that without being a mess. It was a lot of up and down, but it was also quite beautiful. Got a lot of nice pictures. Um, yeah, it was a good time. Other than that, <clears throat> not much is going on. How about yourself? I'm in a similar boat myself. Um, no board games this weekend. Everyone's too busy. Well, I had slow pitch on Wednesday. We won. I want to report. So we're going undefeated. It's official. How many games? One? One, yeah. Okay. Out of nine. So okay. it, it's basically like for us to not go undefeated at this point would be mind-blowing. So, yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, it was a lot of fun. Um, all that stuff. My cat's freaking out. We'll see if I have to deal with that in a bit. What else have I been up to? Austin, tell me. Tell me what else I've been up to. Oh, well, remember that thing? Uh, nope. Oh, today I, I did a little bit of streaming. That did, told you. That went the same. I played some Fall Guys at Capture Morgan 2 on Twitch. Um... TikTok. Well, since I can't think of anything else that I've done, I ate some food, drank some water. The past okay, seven. well, we're we're scraping the bottom of the barrel. Um, yeah, played some more video games, and then some more video games, and then I finished off with a nap, and then some more video games. All right, so I'm gonna cut you off. So. Last recordings. <laughs> Between our last recordings, we've had uh, the draft, the NHL draft. And players were chosen, and things happened. And I think, well, you thought as well. And I think it's a good idea to talk about that. Some of those things that happened at that draft. Um, I will say 
Uh, obviously, the biggest shock, and people are aware by now, of course. I already um, know what you're going to say. Like, I could probably read your mind right now what you're about to say. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, hugest, hugest surprise draft is um, Bruce Boudreaux got to meet his WWE idol, uh, Kevin Owens. So that was really cool. That's not what I thought you're going right okay no no no. i know what you're talking about i know what you're thinking right you're right okay so that's not the biggest news but the biggest surprise not really necessarily the biggest surprise but um Awkward something interesting job. uh the canucks drafted elias Patterson. so um that you're... might sound familiar it What's does that? it does sound familiar yep yeah, and well, that would be because the Canucks already have an Elias Patterson who is quite good, uh, but he's a forward. And this Elias Patterson, who's also Swedish, uh, is a defenseman. So that's good. We need a defenseman, and it won't be confusing at all having two Elias Elias Pettersons at all. Won't be confusing. You still have yet to mention the what I thought was going to be the biggest shocker. So you got to save the best for last, man. You can't just blow your load up front. You know what I mean? <clears throat> that's what she said. Um, yeah, and that's, so, that's the point. So, obviously, obviously, everyone knows the big news of the draft it was the first pick. And who was ranked first for at least a year and a half, I believe, two years for this draft. Uh... Shane Wright fell and not to third, but fourth. Fourth overall. Now I will say that's still a pretty high pick. And yeah, but it's um, the Kraken. <laughs> well, and you know, I don't know. It's it's interesting because the Canadians were more of expected to pick Shane Wright. So they but think they're getting a very good player. Uh, I don't think they made a bad pick by any means. Um, and then it's interesting because, you know, uh, next pick, Simon Nimick, I believe his name is. Uh, the Devils really, and they scouted him a lot. And same story with the Coyotes and Logan Cooley. So these were teams that didn't even expect that they were going to get Shane Wright. So they had their guys. They they picked who they wanted. And I do think uh, Seattle definitely got the better end of that because, I mean, good for Seattle, getting a guy who was previously ranked first uh, number one in the draft at four. Um, I will say, though, too, I did love the <laughs> uh, little uh, – I don't know if you noticed, saw the video. Probably Shane Wright. Know. Uh, had what could only be described as a death stare oh, towards yes, that the... little clip. Yes, I did see that. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens when uh, the Kraken play Montreal. But um, I really like that. I think that's just that's ammunition for him. You know, 
Yeah. Take it wherever you can get it from. You have to get whatever edge you can get. So exactly. And now this wasn't necessarily something to do with picks because picks were involved. Um, but something that really stuck out to me that was pretty odd. Chicago seems to be just selling everybody. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they sent out obviously Debrinkat, Alex Debrinkat, who I believe he's 24 or 25 years old and has already scored at least 40 goals in a season twice. Um, which is not easy to do. And I don't think he's going to get worse. So the Senators won huge in this. Um, I don't know. I think he's 24, by the way. He's 20. Okay. 24 years old, like still very young, huge career ahead of him. And the Senators got a steal. And you know what this actually kind of reminds me of is another bad trade for, by the Blackhawks. Um, I don't know if you remember or not, obviously Panarin now, or Tammy Panarin plays for the Rangers. But there was a time where he played for Chicago. In fact, Chicago was his first team. And I actually did completely forget about that, but yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. So he was actually traded to Columbus from Chicago in exchange for Brendan Saad. And no offense to Brendan Saad, great player, excellent, obviously in the had a solid career, has had a solid career in the NHL. But Artemi Panarin is is an all star in this league. Um and I, uh, Chicago just, I don't know what they're doing. I think, the, you know, there's the, um, the talk of, well, they're, they're already tanking for, uh, Connor Bedard next year. So, uh, and he's supposed to be like insane. And, and you watch Bedard clips and it, it, he's yeah. ridiculous. I'm very disappointed that the game that I was supposed to go to got postponed by, um, like that I won tickets to got postponed due to COVID, and I was supposed to see Connor Bernard in person. Mm-hmm. Sure, I would have been cheering for um, Regina. No, it was going to and um I'm blanking on their team name right now. Why can't I think the Blades? Of it? Blades, thank you. I was, wow. The only thing that was coming to my brain was blues. <laughs> <laughs> That's close. It's almost all the same letters. I may or may not be under the influence of some Mary Joanna. Um <laughs> Mary Joanna. <laughs> Okay. So, anywho, what I'm saying is, I was very excited to see it, see him play, um, beat the Blue Blades, and 
go from there. But I mean, their jerseys are blue. Yeah. So whatever, Austin, move on. Talk. Do what you want. <laughs> well, I will do that. Um, shifting kind of away from the draft uh, to actually, you know, the almost the exact opposite of the draft. Um, Duncan Keith. Duncan Keith uh, has retired. Sorry? I said I've heard of him. Yeah. Yeah, you may you may have heard Duncan Keith, you know, three-time Stanley Cup champ. Uh, two-time Norris winner. Uh, and obviously, you know, solid career. 17 years, 1,256 games, 675 points. And I will say one of his more stats is he averaged over his career 24 minutes and 41 seconds a game. He he was fantastic. Uh, obviously, all-star, uh, won the con Smythe, top 10 in Norris voting seven times, like... Duncan Keith, definitely an excellent, excellent career. Um, I think it goes without saying he's going to go to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, there's no doubt in my mind that he's going to. With with the amount of hardware he has and how impressive he was at his peak, he was fantastic and obviously at the end in Edmonton he wasn't his former self he wasn't terrible by any stretch of the imagination but he wasn't his you know he wasn't the Duncan Keith we know and they'll say on the flip side of Duncan Keith and saying all these nice things and wonderful things as a Canucks fan uh the Canucks had well we hated the uh, for a while there, for a few years, and I still kind of do. Yeah, um, I still do. But yeah. there was I don't there was disagree. a pretty intense rivalry, like 09, 2010, 2011, 2012, when both the teams were very, very good. Um, yeah, the Flames fan, it sucked. It was brutal because the Flames <laughs> weren't the Flames. They had a game on, and they had Kiprasov. Yeah, but. You can't just win game. They won some games with just those two players because, of course, you do. Have yeah, of course you win goal. some. Well, you just win some having Mike Kirbasov, one of the best goalies in the league at the time. Oh, 100%. Um, but the well, thing about Duncan Keith Canucks. is... Oh, I was just going to say, not many against the Canucks or the Blackhawks, though. Regardless, not no during those few years, like and Chicago, obviously a little bit longer with their cups, uh, their three cups, but um, yeah, how Duncan many cups did the Canucks win in that time span? Uh, okay, how yeah. many in that span did the Flames win? What that's not that's not the question, don't worry, correct. So, Duncan Keith, um. Sneaky dirty. He got away with a lot of shit. He he could play with the edge and he he definitely could hurt you. Uh 
And I think after a while, too, he kind of got the veteran benefit of the doubt uh, by the refs to kind of, you know, fuck around. Um, <laughs> uh, well, as I go with that, sorry, I'm a little bit baked. Uh, but yeah, Keith, dirty, but um, also, you know, incredible career and i think definitely going to the hall of fame um but yeah um so move unless you have anything else to say on keith no great player you i don't disagree that he is definitely on that line a lot of times uh-huh <laughs> i love your response <laughs> Um, but he had a lot of skill and he knew how to get underneath people's skins and it was great. And, and oh. when it comes to the Oilers though, like, was he going to free agency this year or was he still under contract with Oilers? Did you mention that? I don't know. Uh, no, there was still a year left on his deal, which actually will lead to, um, not so bad penalties for Edmonton, but Chicago will have like a three or 4 million cap recapture because of his contract. Oh, cause I was just going to, I didn't realize that it goes back to the Blackhawks. Yeah, it's um, weird. But cause I was thinking that this would help the Oilers in the whole, you know, free up a little bit of cat space so they can make maybe some moves and free agency for a goalie. Yeah, but potentially, yeah. It'll, I guess it would do the reverse thing with the Blackhawks. They have so much cat space. <laughs> yeah, and they're just team. bad. <clears throat> but um, I'm going to talk about this next story, and I know you uh, to do something to your nose. I'm not going to say what. I'm just going to say that you have to do something with your nose. <clears throat> so Mark andre Fleury has signed uh, a two-year deal to avoid becoming a free agent on July 13th, which uh, as of recording is a couple days from now. We're recording this uh, Sunday the 10th. Yeah, so Flurry signed a two-year deal worth $7 million, so three and a half per, and he's going to stay in Minnesota. Um, I think I think it makes sense. I don't know. It's, it's always a little risky signing a 37-year-old goalie to a two-year contract. However, Marc-Andre Flurry has had a lengthy career and he's been pretty pretty decent uh last year's uh his record oh because he yeah okay so his his not so good with the blackhawks but when he got traded to minnesota obviously that improved he was nine and two in the uh, regular season with a 9-10 save percentage, which is solid. Not too bad. Um, 
he wasn't terrible in the playoffs, so they did have a three goals against. But I mean, I don't know. They're um I think he's a solid option and three and a half million is not terrible if he's terrible. Yeah, you there, buddy? Oh. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I'm just okay. a little big. I'm trying to okay. find where you're, where you are. You're talking about the uh, goaltender, or or are you talking about Flurry? I'm talking about talking? Flurry. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, I just set up the agenda, and then Austin just picks and chooses how and what he and where he wants to talk about it when it comes to the hockey. So. That's true. Um, but yeah, as far as Flurry resigning with the Wild, um, I really think that that's going to say a lot. A like Cam Tablet cannot be like he wasn't happy when they first like you. I don't know if you mentioned this when you when he first got traded. To the wild, he wasn't no, happy. He wasn't happy that Minnesota did that. Um, so I can't see him still being happy that they resigned him. So, was do you know if Cam Tablet's contract is? No, is I think he he's still under contract. contract. So maybe they. Trade Cam Tablet. Maybe that's a little bit of uh, trade capital that they have now. Or they just say, screw you and run the two goalie system. Especially when you have an older goalie like Flurry, you're not going to want to play him the 60 plus games. Yeah, no, definitely. Or even Cam. Like he's. He's a decent goalie, but I don't know if he's a goalie that my cat's making noise. I don't know if he's a goalie that you're going to want to rely fully as a starter. If I'm being completely honest, so yeah, have a one A one B situation. <clears throat> I think um, you you kind of brought up the next topic though. Speaking of goalies. Um, there was a lot of goalies moved to the Red Wings. Red Wings needed an upgrade, and Delkovich was just not good. So they got Billy Huso from the Blues, uh, which I think is a solid, solid pickup for the Red Wings. I think Huso uh, probably wouldn't have necessarily got the chance with Bennington still in St. Louis. So I think it's a good chance for opportunity for him. And then the Red Wings signed him right away to a three-year deal. Um, smarter than a lot. I think, I think he's going to be a solid goalie for them. Uh, any thoughts on him? So. Um, yeah. He's obviously a good, reliable goalie and the Red Wings are definitely a team that need they need a building block of someone that they can count on 
to build a team because they're a younger team at this point. It's weird still saying that for Detroit. Mm-hmm. But they need someone that can, you know, steal some games and give Detroit some time to build in front of them. Well, yeah. Well, and they're well on their way. They they got some young guys, good yeah. young talent, and I think Huso can be a part of that movement in Detroit. Yeah, and it, it'll give those young guys time to develop. And yeah, that's all I got. Stop pressuring me, God. Uh, okay. Ooh. Well, next guy. Uh, <laughs> you may have heard of him before. You may not of Vitek Vanacek. Uh. Now, I'm going to give you a little bit of backstory on this because it's kind of interesting. So, Seattle picked Vitek Vanacek from the Capitals in the expansion draft, but then traded him back to the Capitals. And those have traded <laughs> Vitek Vanacek to New Jersey. Um, you got to think if you're Vitek, you probably don't ever go back to Washington again, right? You would think so. Because, like, I don't know. Do they want him? Do they not? Like, <laughs> what the hell? This is a very, I thought it was ridiculous, but. It is I don't a know, strange situation, that's for sure. Yeah. Hopefully he's good for the Devils. Um, He's a solid dude. But uh, oh my my uh, my iPad just freaked out a little bit. Rude. What does that sound worry? Holy um, fuck! I don't know, bud. Uh, so more news, more goalies during the draft were moved. So Colorado, uh, obviously their goalie this year was Darcy Kemper, but Darcy Kemper uh, is going to be testing free agency, so. They decided, got, well, we're going to – what's up? I just got a random question that just popped into my head. Do you have any theory on what team might go after and might possibly land Darcy Kemper? Uh, at this point, I'm not sure, but I do think – um. I kind of think Toronto might be in on him, depending on uh, depending on how much he wants. Yeah, he's he going to be the hot I- or one of the hot items. I'm very worried about. There might be some hot items from Calgary going to free agency, but we'll talk about that later. But as far as goalie goes, um, yeah, a lot. I think a lot of teams will be interested in. Him. But, yeah, it's going to come down to, obviously, who can pay him the most. I think Edmonton could be a possibility just because they're they're desperate. They need a really good goalie, and they need to figure something out. they're They're paying guys like McDavid and stuff too much money to only make it to the second or the third round or however far they fucking made it this year. I don't care anymore. 
I mean, just throwing it out there, they did better than the Flames. Yeah, that's why I don't care, Austin. Maybe okay. Maybe that's just why like I don't. I don't care. Maybe okay. maybe maybe oh, I don't. Okay. Maybe no, I don't think oh, they're paying maybe too I, much maybe to maybe to McDavid and drives. They got to the third round. Okay. Well, uh, moving on <laughs> to uh, the Avalanche to replace Darcy Kemper. Uh, got Alexander Georgiev from the Rangers for three draft picks. Uh, I think, I think he's gonna fit in well with the Rangers. Uh, it's it's an interesting situation because he hasn't really had a chance to be a starter. Um, and they signed him to, I believe, a two-year, three-year deal right away without paying for them. But we'll see how it goes. Um, do you have any thoughts on uh, Georgiev? No, I got slightly distracted by the loud motorbike that just drove by my window. So I got okay, nothing. Okay. Sorry, but well, just so you know, I didn't hear it. That's good. But uh, and get this, another goalie move on the draft day. Eh? Uh, so it's the leaks. instead of coach talk, it's goalie talk. This episode, it's goalie talk. We have shifted to goalie talk. So the Leafs. Uh, we're able to dump Peter Mrazek and his $3.8 million cap hit uh, to the Blackhawks uh, so that and in exchange, they gave the Blackhawks the 25th pick for the 38th pick. Uh, so basically, the Leafs moved down in the draft a few spots and to get almost $4 million off the cap. So I think that was a solid move by the Leafs. Uh, and the Blackhawks need a goalie, I guess. We'll see how he plays. But the Blackhawks, with how many guys they've gotten rid of, and they aren't qualifying Ryan Strom or, or Dominic Kubelik. It's just, it's like they want to be big. So I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, like this move, um, it's kind of, very telling to me that they're really going to be in on Darcy Kemper. They're going to try their dabness. Well, two is um, the Leafs actually <laughs> their goalie who's going to market uh, Jack Campbell is actually rumored to potentially be signing in Edmonton. Um, yeah, I learned that rumor as well. So I think that could be a potential fit for sure. Uh, I think Edmonton with a solid goalie is a scary thing. Yeah, um, I still think they're going to aim for Darcy. They If they can't get him, then they'll take, uh, what's his face, Campbell. As Jack Campbell, yeah. As a... Constellation prize, if you will. Very good one. Don't get me wrong. He's a solid goalie. Mm-hmm. But Darcy Camper, Jack Campbell, I'd take Darcy Camper. Uh yeah. Well, one of them's a Stanley Cup champion quite recently. Yeah. One of them gets out in the first round all the time. 
So I don't, yeah. that wasn't always Jack Campbell, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um. But I think I think reached that point in the show where not, uh, we take not quite. I do have one. I don't know if you're about to end it or not. I was going to ask you one thing. Oh, okay. Well, ask away because, yeah, after that, but yeah, ask away. What do you think about the Oilers training Zach Cassian? I think it was a good move. I think it was a good move. Clear at the cap. Um, Cassian is certain situations he can still be a useful player but i think you can get a guy that can fill a similar role for significantly less less money yeah younger yeah cheaper all that deal faster uh stronger skater yeah you you can find that and possibly even better like he's not like he was good at what he does he gets some points here and there, but the main thing is him trying to get under pe- people's skins and hitting yeah. and all that stuff. That's why he's on the fourth line. And he's exactly. pretty decent at it, but um, you, yeah, you can get someone a lot cheaper that can do the exact same thing. It doesn't take much, if I'm being honest. No. Sign me up. I can do it. I can put on skates. There you go. I just can't stop. All right. But uh, on that note, (laughs) we are are getting to that point where we in the show business like to call it a sneeze break. You could just call it a regular break. (laughs) I want to uh you're not wrong though we it regardless of what anyone else has to do on this podcast we we're going to take a break and when we come back from that break we're going to talk some cfl so Please don't skip the break. Hey, Austin. You know what would be really cool right about now? Some plugs. So why don't you get right to it? Yeah, I guess I can do that. Uh, so first things first, you're going to follow us on Twitter at Podstone1. That's the main Twitter account. You can follow me at Fitzy Fitzgerald. Uh, also on Twitter. On Instagram, our account is the TSWGS pod. Um, I don't post there too often, but that's where I'll post clips and whatever else. And, um, make sure to comment, uh, subscribe, download, rate five stars, tell everyone, you know, uh, and I think Morgan's got a couple for you as well. Yeah. I might as well throw mine in here too. You got the double T's, both Twitch and Twitter caption Morgan too. Um, and I'm just going to second exactly what Austin said on the whole rate and review side of things. Um, 
that goes a long way at expanding our podcast. And we hope you can help us out in, and enjoy this endeavor that we put ourselves into. But back to the podcast. We're back. We're live. We're alive. We're not live. But we're, we are we are alive, though, right? We are alive. But we're not live. Though. We're not live. All right. Well, that's disappointing. Because I'd rather be dead and live than not live and alive. Anywho, it is time to get unprofessional and talk some CFL. And I say we're going to get unprofessional because the last few episodes, if you guys haven't been listening, I hope you have been. And I hope you continue to. And I hope, see what I mean? I just take it off the rails. <laughs> I'm a menace. <laughs> Dennis the menace, you can call me. <clears throat> I don't think you can call me. That might be trademarked, I'm sure. Or something. I don't know laws. Do you know laws, Austin? Uh, I know some of them. Okay. That's I don't good. know all of them. I'm glad. All right. CFL. Ah! All right. So <laughs> it is the week five recap. And it was an interesting week. And I have some thoughts about this week. And these thoughts are going to come from my mouth soon. The Calgary Stampeders went to Edmonton. And boy, oh boy, was that. It was an interesting game. They ended up winning, Calgary did, 49-6. And it was, I'm struggling to explain it, mostly because I don't watch the first half. (laughs) (laughs) The stuff I did see is, and the stuff I do know is that there was an hour and seven minutes, I believe, delay due to weather over in Edmonton, Alberta. Canada. Canada. Post a code. I don't know it. <laughs> I'm glad you brought up the postal code. Um I meant to say lifters, it's a it's like a zip code. What's up? I was going to say area code, but I also don't know that either. It's probably 403. Maybe, probably not. Maybe? I thought that was Calgary. I don't think it matters, though. It doesn't matter anymore. But <laughs> Anywho, um, this is probably the point where people just, you know what? 
I've listened to half of the podcast. I don't need to hear this other guy talk. <laughs> I mean, that's usually where I tune out. That's good. Um, me too. <laughs> so, but in Edmonton, random area code, postcode, we don't know. There was some very serious thunderstorms that happened and it rained quite a lot and apparently there was a drainage issue during the storm so what that happened is water went underneath the turf and couldn't escape so oh basically a waterbed you could walk up the turf and it was Doing the work. Yeah. So after it stopped raining, it took them a little bit to get that fixed. Um, and then Calgary came out after the weather delay, which I think the weather delay happened with like, like very early ish in the third quarter, still like 11 minutes left to go in the third quarter. And they mm-hmm. came out and they had a heyday with Hamilton. They scored yeah. 21 points in the third. Yikes. Another 14 in the fourth. So when in the comparison, Hamilton scored three in the second half. Yeah. Uh, but also Bo- three in the first. That's good. They're consistent. Bo went 17 for 22, 77%, 279 yards, two TDs, zero interceptions. Jake Mayer came in, went 100% efficiency, four for four, 26 yards. Beauty. Uh, Carry. Kadeem Carey had a great game, 104 yards, 12 carries. But Austin, friend, pal, folks that's listening, uh, it gets very interesting. Whoa, water gun, don't fall. I didn't try that. <laughs> I have a water gun for my cats when they're bad. It's a regular spray bottle. It's great. Yeah, that's that's okay. a smart idea. Anywho, Chris Jones is doing. I want to stand this up so it doesn't leak everywhere. Chris Jones is doing some very interesting things when it comes to um, their quarterbacks. And. Anywho, you guys are going to have to hear that. They're doing some interesting things when it comes to their quarterbacks. First of all, I think they completely went away with Trey Ford. Or not from Trey Ford, sorry. Nick Arbuckle. And if you're looking at the stats, you might be like, Morgan, what the hell are you talking about? Trey only had three attempts. And that's because he got injured very early in the game. (laughs) Yikes. He did start the game 
it looks like it's fairly serious injury. He ran the ball a little bit. He got hit in the back, messed up his shoulder. And then Nick Arbuckle had to come in. And at the start of the game, he, or at the start of his performance, I should say, he didn't do very well. He, I think he went something like in the entire first quarter or half or something like that. He went for 60 yards. So Chris Jones decided to put in K. Lotsky. If you guys heard of him, then you're better than I. Because this guy was also Nick Arbuckle's leading receiver when Nick Arbuckle was throwing the ball. It also turns out that this guy is also a quarterback. Oh, shit. So he comes in, uh, went five for seven, 71%, 51 or 50 yards even. He did a lot better than Arbuckle. And I would not be surprised if Chris Jones decides to go with him instead of Nick Arbuckle. For whatever reason, he does not seem to like the guy. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I really hate to be Nick. He's a decent quarterback, but it would be very, very hard to be able to perform at the level I think he can, he's a lot better than what he is, but when you have Chris Jones breathing down your neck all the time, your head coach and, G, and GM, this really makes things yeah, difficult. Yeah, rough. Um, Edmonton, I mean, the crazy thing is, though, They'd be tied for first in the East right now, as bad as they are. Damn. Let that sink in. And let's talk about that East for a second. I'm going to go on a rant now that I mentioned it. Why why the fuck is a team like uh, the Riders, I think, the Bombers, and I think even nope, the Stamps had one by. Um, the Elks, I don't think, have had a by. Why is there this week only three, like, there's only one more game for me to talk about here. There's only three games. The East teams, there's three East Eastern teams on bye this week. One of them being Toronto. This is their second bye. There's three teams in the West. I could be wrong. Tweet at me if I am. That have not... I know for a fact the Riders have yet to have a bye. They don't get a bye till week nine. The Argonauts are... They don't have one bye left. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, you only get three in the CFL for anyone that doesn't know, right? And 
it's very, very frustrating that the schedule makers make it so the Western teams beat on each other and beat on each other for half of the season and just wear each other down. And then they're like, okay, you get all your three bye weeks in nine weeks, man. It's ridiculous. Sure. Like, I don't know what else to say. It's dumb. I don't like it. That's my little rant. Um, oh, yes. Moving on. Oh, no. I only talked about one game. There's two more games to talk about. Fucking where am yeah. I going? Okay. Well, the next game. I was at this game. And it was the Red Blacks came to the Saskatchewan Flyers. And they were 0-3. And, and the Riders were 3-1. and Again. That's because Ottawa already had a bye. They're... Oh, no, they're not coming off the bye. That's last or the week before. Anyhow. They lost 13-28 to against the Riders. And this game... Again, the Riders, they're just calling the perfect offensive, or at least a very efficient offensive game, which works perfectly for them because their O-line's banged up, their receivers are banged up, half of them are playing injured. Every game someone else gets serious. Like um, Mitchell picked, and I think he... Sounds like he might have broke his leg. He was supposed to be the receiver covering all the injured receivers that we already have. Jeez. So there's that situation, but our defense is so flipping good that it gives the riders offense time to figure their shit out. They usually don't do it till the second half and then come back and win. This game was a little bit different because they actually came. Well, they didn't technically start with leaks. Ottawa got the field goal first, and then the Riders, I believe, got a touchdown after that. If I remember correctly. And then Back kept the lead. And then, yeah, they kept the lead, and they held on to it. Close to the end of the game, though, there's another controversy. Well, if you're a Red Blacks fan, you hate it. If you're a majority of Ryder fans, you're not terribly a fan of it either. <laughs> Except for it's like few that I saw cheering as this particular player left the field. But I'll get... Um, Derek Marino, he's a good player, but he's a dirty player. And he mm. plays for the Riders, and he's a D lineman. And about four ish minutes left, I think, in the fourth quarter, he gets pushed from behind, and that ends up 
push him into the knee of Mazzoli. That's not the dirty part. He is clear. He gets pushed. I yet to see anyone argue that fact. And the issue comes in, like, the fact that he does a twist to the quarterback's knee. It's not... Uh, I've seen worse twists in, in football. Some people are calling it intentional. I'm... I'm on the fence about it. I was honestly just talking to um, someone that I've talked to football about, and I've been on their podcast for six episodes. That's where I got my hook for all this deal. Anywho, um, great group of guys. Um, and we were. I was saying that... Or, and he even mentioned it didn't really don't really think it's intentional, but it's clear that there's there's a twist. I don't I think he should be fined though because he it did not look good and the CFL should make an example of it. Right. And also when he came off the field, he was cheering about the fact that um, they because he got a 25-yard penalty for the twist and he got kicked out of the game and he was cheering for all that fact. And there's a very good quarterback. Yes, he's our opponent, but you want to play the best and beat the best. And you never want to see players get hurt like that, um, no. no matter what team they are on. And that went on. He got escorted out, and the fans by the tunnel were cheering him on and stuff, which I was very disgusted by. And... I got to witness live at the game, like the bench is completely clear. Um, they showed some of it on TSM, but you guys did not get to see all of it <laughs> right now. Um, that like it was very intense to watch. Pretty People rough. Were, it was. It was rough enough. It was, kind of remind me of like if you ever watch football or not football, but baseball, and when you see the bench is clear. Oh yeah, it, it always it remind me of that because both benches, and there's a lot of people on a football roster that's on the sideline, coaches, True. assistant coaches. 44 some players on each side. <laughs> That's a lot of people. That's quite a few people. Um, but it didn't get out of hand. And But at the end of the game, when everyone's supposed to be shaking their hands and stuff, it kind of got out of the hand. Again, both coaches, uh, Paul Lapp, Lapp, 
Paul, not police. Bubble. Police. I can't. I just said police. Anywho, Craig Dixon. Thank you. <laughs> I got you, buddy. And Craig Dixon, he both coaches were making their player like people didn't. Most people didn't even shake hands. None of that went on. There's not a lot going to go on. There's they're still mad. Redbox are very upset. The fact that the the riders, even though the player got 25 yards, um, he'll probably at the most get a fine, maybe a max fine, which isn't that terrible mountain to CFL, but right. time will tell. Um I don't know. I kind of went on a little rant and ramble about the situations that very much shadowed the actual football game itself. Like, that's everyone that I could talk about is what Derek Moreno did. So I might as well talk about it for a little bit anyways. Fair enough. And we don't have very many games to talk about. We have one more. Now we have one more. Before... I was wrong. I was dumb. Let it be. This time, <laughs> though, this time it was the Bombers versus BC Lions, two undefeated teams, the game of the week, and the Bombers, they completely walked BC Lions. Zach Caleros was like, hold my beer, watch this. Nathan Rourke, you're a good quarterback. I'm not ready to pass the torch off to you as the most precise quarterback. He was <laughs> so good. He went 23 for 30. I'm trying to not barf in my mouth because I hate talking good things about the bombers. Oh, gross. Uh, he went 76.7%, 288 yards, three TDs. Um, Nathan Rourke, he still went 16 for 25, 64%, 278 yards, also three TDs. That's touchdowns. Um, I think if you're listening to the show, you know what TD stands for. But the main difference is the fact that, again, we talked about. I talked about the Riders' defense being so good. The Winnipeg's defense is just good. Like I honestly think, my personal opinion, Riders and the Bombers' defense is the top two. They're they're so good. They're they picked Nathan Rourke off twice, um, and it's just also um, I can't think of the kick returners name. Jerry and Grant, um, he took the opening kickoff for a touchdown. A TD, if you will. So right then and there, 
Lions come out, they're down seven. Like it's against the Bombers. It's really hard to come by or come back from that. And right. they didn't. They had a decent second quarter when it comes to the Lions. They got 14 points, but the Bombers got 21 in the first. So, yikes. That's more, almost as many points that the or the Lions got the entire game. So, that's not going to win you anything. It sure won't. Math, right, Austin? Math. Um, Math, indeed. Before I move on to a little bit of other news, do you have anything you want to say about the three games that happened? No, not a damn thing. Okay, fuck you too then. Um, <laughs> this came out, I think, a day after our episode came out, maybe two days after we recorded. But the Alouettes, they're on... They're one of the three fucking Asian. The only Asian team that played this week was Ottawa. It makes no sense. Calgary and Edmonton played twice already this season. It makes zero sense. CFL. Yeah, it's weird scheduling. Oh, I'm all fired up about that. And talk about fired. Chris, or the head coach of the Alouettes got fired. It was almost a false transition. Then I had to fuck up my words. So close. <laughs> I um, believed in you, but why would you? Kari Jones gets fired. And also the defensive coordinator also gets fired. And the GM comes down from his fancy office, gets off of his chair. Danny Machocha is now the interim head coach. Um, since he's became the GM, lots of people have been like, well, it's only going to be a matter of time before he fires Kari Jones and ends up making himself the head coach because that's something he's always wanted to do. He likes to be the man in charge, just being the GM is not good enough for him. And they right. brought his pal, Noel Thorpe, to run the defense, which isn't a terrible hire on his part. But because he's really good DC and he his defense is always been top of the league. But this also isn't surprising to me though really because in the we've even mentioned in earlier episodes um, Gary Stern, the owner of Montreal he said that if they don't end up winning and turning this thing around there's going to be some serious changes coming down. And well, getting rid of your head coach and your DC, those aren't small changes by any means. And now the next question that everyone's been asking is what coach is potentially next on the hot seat 
and that wonderful coach that I, Paul Wow Police. He, I know. Um, he is the next coach I would like to think is on the hot seat. Like his butt is burning, and I hear sirens, so maybe something else is burning. I don't know. I'm like a cat, I get distracted very easily. Doesn't work very well when you do a podcast, does it? No. But anywho, that's it's going to be like I mentioned, Montreal's on a bye. So they have a couple, Danny Motocha has a couple weeks to get his system in place. It's still only a couple weeks. Um, we'll see what type of roster he comes up with, if he makes any moves as far as it comes to players, all that deal. One, oh, I already talked about that. I guess, I guess we're probably pretty close to the, well, I don't have anything else to talk about. So I think that means you, we're just about. Yeah. Do you have any other sport, anything that you want to mention before we sign off? Good, sir. No, no, I don't think so. Perfect. Now that my mouth is moist from drinking this lemonade that I just drank, it is time to do my famous, world famous, world famous. famous. That's the same as world, you fucking idiot, Morgan. God damn it. Anywho. You got this, buddy. <laughs> Storm statement. It's time now. Austin talked. I usually say we, but this time I should start saying Austin talked hockey he said some things fuck if I know and then Morgan <laughs> he also says some things about CFL fuck if I know All right. everyone out there stay stoned stay safe <laughs>